and, and fitness was, was one of my areas where just, I used it for everything, mm-hmm. right? I used it when I was, when I was pissed off. I used it um, when I was sad. I used it when I was happy. So I was always, I, I always used it, but I never realized that um, after college, this is something that I would want to do. Morning. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness and Friends Podcast. This is Royce's wife, Tara, and today we're switching the script and I'm actually the one asking Royce the questions. In this episode, he talks about growing up in the Philippines and how that shaped who he's become today, as well as his focus on the importance of mindset with his athletes and a little about life at home right now. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. And with that said, enjoy the show. Hi. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. Okay. You ready to get this thing going? Yeah, this is cool to me because I'm I'm normally asking questions, so this is going to be different. Okay. Let's do it. So let's go all the way back. Uh, Talk a little bit about your childhood because uh, a lot of people don't actually know that you were born in the Philippines and then came here. And so I would love for you to just kind of tell a little bit about your backstory and then possibly kind of how that maybe helped shape you into who you are today. Yeah, yeah. Great question. Um, I mean, long story short, I uh, I was born in the Philippines. I moved here when I was about seven. Right? I lived in California for, for, for a few months, and then I moved into Tucson, and I pretty much lived there my entire life. Uh, struggled with school because it was my second language, so that was actually fairly difficult. Uh, and I struggled still in high school, but then, and then somehow I, I got into college, went to U of A, full ride, got my scholarships, met really, really amazing people along the way. Um, got an opportunity here uh, to move to Vegas. Started training, and then and then that's history. I started. I, I first started doing personal training for a very long time, and then wanted to eventually start my own thing because it was just. Um, I felt like I had more of an impact. It's funny you ask me that question because, man, for the longest time I kind of just just blocked out that story. I wasn't proud of that story. I felt like I was, um, I didn't belong here, right? Um, so, so I'd always, I would always just lie about where I was born. I, I felt, I felt weird, you know. Um, in a way, it was, it was me telling myself that I can be someone else when I got here. So, um, but as I got older and I shared this story it was it was it was very powerful for people to to see where I actually came from because they didn't quite believe um that I was that that I was born poor you know Mm -hmm. um man I got rabies back there I got tapeworm I didn't have shoes our our doors were we didn't have doors we didn't have windows um man we didn't even we didn't eat for for particular days uh, my mom wouldn't eat. She would probably give me my most of the food, um, but 
it was tough. It was it was a struggle as a, uh, in during my childhood. It was it was it was tough, but when we get, when I got here, I I, I just told myself I, I wasn't that person anymore, right? Um, and 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 now I'm, it's completely false, and it's because it's who. What I struggled there is is what created me, right? So, um, so that's the story. And, and now that I'm here, it's pretty amazing. I'm blessed to be here. I have a, a lot of people on my side, and uh, and people are always telling me I should share my story more and more. And uh, it's actually not it's probably one of the few times I actually actually shared it. So, that's pretty great. cool. Yeah. Okay, so, um, similar to that, but kind of moving on, um, touching a little bit more about then how did you transition? What really drove you to become a box owner, an entrepreneur? Um, from your background, like when did that start to develop? High school, college, where you were like, I want my own business, and then what made you choose specifically CrossFit? Yeah, good question. Um, you know, I, I wanted to be independent probably somewhere along um, when I was about 13 or 14, right? Um, you, if, you, if, if you had a Filipino history background with your parents, they were, they were hard. They were, uh, my parents were hard on me. My dad was hard on me. So I always wanted to prove people wrong, right? Um, people would say I couldn't do certain things. I would say I, w I could, right? Mm -hmm. Um, they would say I was too short to play basketball. I'm, I was going to be like, no, I'm going to go play. Right? If I was too small to play football, I was like, no, I'm going to get bigger and I'm going to play. For some reason, I was always driven to things that people um, say I, I, I could never do. Mm -hmm. Right? So I just, I was, nor I'm normally wired to want to do that. If, if, they, if they think I can't do it, I'm going to do it. It was like my milestone, right? Um, so, and, and you know what, fitness, for me, fitness always came easy, but I, I mean, I wasn't, but here's the thing, I, I wasn't the strongest, but I, I can get strong. I wasn't the fastest, but I can, I can be pretty fast. Um, same thing with, I wasn't the smartest, but I can learn. So, uh, and, and fitness was, was one of my areas where it just, I used it for everything. Mm -hmm. right I used it when I was when I was pissed off I used it um, when I was sad I used it when I was happy so I was always I, I always used it but I never realized that um, after college this is something that I would want to do right mm -hmm. uh, college I went to college for um, pre-pharmacy pre at first it went to pre-architecture it actually went to pre-med uh ended up minoring in chemistry and, and majoring in nutrition dietetics um and it's uh it's an area where you you get to work with with people in the hospital right of of, of uh nutritional deficiencies and so on and so forth so i've always wanted to help people right um and fitness was was a was a pure hobby for me. It was a pure release for me. Um, so I had an opportunity. I, one of my one of my fraternity brothers at the time, um, uh, Ken, Kenny Quirk, 
his uh, his brother was a fitness manager at 24 Hour Fitness, and man, he these two these two are great. Uh, but anyways, he was like, dude, I think you'd be good at it. He's like, yeah, I think you'd be good at it. Why don't you just move in with me and see what happens? And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm I'm gonna go apply for UNLV, become an RD, and then do my whole thing, right? So I move into Vegas with me and my buddy Mason. You know, he's doing great now. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, I took the NASM test, studied it for like two weeks straight, nine hours out of the day, took the test, passed it, and then background check. And then I finally become a personal trainer. So that was the first part. Um, and then, and then I trained for, for, uh, his orientation training with, with Kevin. And he was like, dude, let's get you your first client. That was kind of how it started for me. And uh, I was like, all right, let's do it. So I took on my first client, and um, her name was Veronica, and, and she was uh, she was a powerhouse. I was like, man, how did I get this girl? Super excited I even got this girl. She's super wired to do something amazing. Um, so I took her on, and you know what? It It was the first time in my life, in my career, that an hour felt like two minutes right one day felt like like a like a, a flash in the pan mm -hmm. so i was like man what was i doing the entire time so for years i was um i was in fine dining sales for all through college even through high school i was in fine dining um and it was uh, it was fun it was fun it was great i made i made money um but it was never it was it was never like that right so so me helping someone especially in, in the form of fitness man it was uh it's still emotional for me because I'm like I can't believe I do something um, like this for a living right so that's where it started and then of course you're curious right you're these these athletes are coming in from all sorts of different backgrounds. They want to lose weight. They want to gain weight. They want to fix their knee. They want to fix their shoulder. Um, they want to be happy, so on and so forth. So you geek out. I geek out. I'm like, I got to research. I got to see what's going on, if, if I can even do this for them, because I, I kind of did it for me. I've always used it for myself. Is there is there stuff that I can learn? And, and lo and behold, there's... It's uh, it's everywhere, right? So I was like, this is amazing. I get to test it out on people. I guess I get to test it out on myself. So so I do that, and um, because of that curiosity, I was able to to do pretty well over time. Um, got the client to lose uh, pretty good weight. You know, she 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 be, she became a, a pro at that point after a few months. Um, and she wasn't like a bodybuilder or anything like that. She actually, she ran her, her company and this was like a side thing, mm -hmm. right? And I, I had no intention to be like, let's do it. Let's get, just turn you into a pro, right? But it ended up working, right? And then I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened in this amount of time, right? Um, so I'd get, I'll get another client after that. Uh, and I would change one person's life. I would change another person's life. And the next thing you know is I was one of the busier trainers at the um, at 24. 
which was an amazing opportunity at the time. So that's kind of for the first part of it. Uh, and then we got into, so, so somewhere along the lines, CrossFit started to happen. <laughs> and, you know, we were doing things like burpees. We were doing things like running on the treadmill. We would pop off the treadmill. We'll do a set of curls. Uh, we'll, we'll throw in the battling ropes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we did that. We did that prior to, to the big kind of change where everything started to happen. Um, and a buddy of mine at the time, he was a, another trainer, was like, we should try this thing. We should try this CrossFit thing. And I was like, fairly skeptical. Right? I was like, no, that's just, those guys are just crazy. They're on their hands. It's not, that's, they're not even doing the right form, right? That's just crazy. They're going to get hurt. So uh, I was like, but you know what? I'm, I've been curious. Let's just, let's try it out, right? Uh, and at the time, I'm, I'm a year, two years into training, and, and you, you think you're the fittest. You think you're the <laughs> fittest person in the world, right? And then you look, at, you look at this workout on paper, and it was two things, and it was actually Fran. And Fran is thrusters and pull-ups. I was like, that's silly. I can do three sets of 10, no problem. I could do three sets of 20 pull-ups, no problem, right? And what's this, what's this thruster thing? That's nothing, right? So I, I do it. So I do the workout. Now the workout is uh, it's something somewhere along the lines of two to three minutes for most um, fit athletes, right? And man, uh, I did the weight, and it was a wake-up call for me. It was like, well, you're not as fit as you think you are. Right. Um, I don't even remember the time, but I know it was about uh, 13, 14 minutes. Right. Is that, that the was... one you have the video of? No, no, okay. that's, a, that's a burpee video. That was after I started crossfitting. <laughs> okay. So that was, I was fitter then, <laughs> but I was way less fit before that. Um, you know what? So I was, it was, took me 14 minutes, and I think I laid down on the ground for like four hours. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm not, I'm not fit. I am not fit. This is this is not good. I thought I, I thought I was good. So, um, so curiosity hit again. So I, I research all the articles. I read the journal from like like front to back. I did all of the workouts every single day, you know. And and, um, and then as I started to do it, I started to notice some changes. Right, notice some changes with my body. Number one. Number two. The big thing was I I, I was riddled with injuries, obviously, because I was um. I played sports, I played basketball, I played football, I played soccer. And uh, just like just like most people, they're, 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 they're going to blame it on age. I was, I was a young 23 at the time, and I was like, it's just it is what it is, guys. I'm 24, you know, this is, uh, this is it. This is it. My <laughs> elbows are hurting, my knees are hurting. It's just life. And then I started CrossFitting, right? And, and we were doing things called functional movement, full range of motion, and, um, man, my, my, my pain started to go away. Like the knee, my knee pain, my shoulder pain, right? Um, and then my body started to look different. And then, and then the way I, the way I carried myself was different. I was happier. I was healthier, all of the above. And I was busier. I was a busier trainer. And, I'm, um, somewhere along the line, I kind of started switching the programming, right? Mm -hmm. So I started having my athletes do CrossFit. They didn't know they were CrossFit at the time. They're like, hey, man, we're going to do something that's pretty intense. Are you excited? I'm going to time it because I'm curious, right? And then they're like, sure. And then, and then they would start looking at the ceiling, right? <laughs> and then a month down the road, their body starts to change, like, rapidly, 
right? And then people that were on the treadmills were like, I want to do what that guy did, but maybe not as hard. Can you do that for me? Right? Steve Mann at the time. That was, it was a Steve Mann story. <laughs> um, and uh, it started to happen. So I started to get this, this, um, this turnover, this curiosity has started happening in the facility. And everyone started to do it, right? And, and, and um, most of my clients started to do it. Didn't matter who they were. They could have been seven years old training for a basketball team or uh, somebody that was 71 years old, right? Uh, they, did, they, did, they did exactly the same thing, different weights, um, modified the movements, modified the stimulus, and, and it was huge. Like, you know, like, I could not imagine the impact, right? They said they wanted to lose weight. They lost weight. They said they wanted to gain more strength, look better naked. It did right um i've even had some clients that were like dude i just want to be happy and healthy so i can so i can have a baby mm -hmm. and it did right i just want to have more self-confidence on myself and it did so I, I just never went back obviously i still do some of the bodybuilding stuff because it just it's nice it's fun um but a majority of the work i do for myself and for my clients it's it's a lot of functional training it's a lot of inner um, shorter workouts, higher intensity, uh, intensity different for everyone, right? Um, so I did that, and uh, you know what? I, I just like in any big, big business, big world, uh, profit comes into play, right? And, and, and corporations come into play, and, and, and I understand you run a business, um, but as you get further up the chain it seems the importance of, of members and clients become less and less, you know, and, and uh, I, I, I was always in it for the, per, the, the person, right? With the person in front of me is, is what I'm driven to do. I just want to change that person. I just want to help that person because the other side of this is just happiness and this is what I experience and I want, I want, to, uh, I want to give that back. Right, and started to get lost. So I started moving up the chain of command, assistant manager, fitness manager. And then and then somewhere along the lines I just got tired. I just got tired, you know, and uh corporate starts to breathe down on your neck, the GM starts to breathe down on your neck. How is how's this how much money's coming in? Um uh, and it was never like how is so and so doing with her knees? How much weight did Joe lose? Right? Mm -hmm. I was like, you never asked once how any of my clients are doing. And you're asking me this, right? And, uh, and I started, you, you start to lose passion a little bit. You're like, it's not right. This is not, this is not for me. So um, in, in the world of training, you get to meet some of the coolest people in the world, right? Some of the, the most, most um, productive people in society, right? Uh, and, and, they, and, and you start surrounding yourself with people that are driven. They're like, why won't you just, why won't you just jump and just do it? Right? I don't know if I can. Right? I don't know if I can. It's like you're doing it already. You're doing it already. What do you need? Right? Well, I probably need this, this, and this. Um, and you know what? There were some people along the way that were like, that were just selfless. They were like, I'll, I'll here, take it. Right, do something with it, yeah. um, and I paid them back. I paid them back, and you know what? I, and, and I would, uh, <clears throat> I started it, 
and man, I did not expect the turnout, right? Um, I started out almost when I would be open. I didn't know what, what I was doing. You know, I knew, I knew how to train. I knew how to make people happy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to run a business. You know, that was just kind of a plunge. Um, and I'm still learning. Uh, but the moment we launched, we open we open up, you get about 50 to 60 members. And then, and then after a few months, I, I, I we hired two or two trainers, um, really, really good friends of mine. And, um, and we do pretty well. Right. Uh, and then now 10 years down the road, we're, we're, we've grown to almost, geez, uh, 13 coaches, right? We have two front desks. Uh, we're, we're about to launch like two or three more gyms in, this, in, in the next few, few, or actually in the next year or so. And so we're, we were, it was, it's, it's been a journey. Yeah. So that's kind of the, um, what it looks like at the moment. So. Yeah, that's great. Something that, um, you touched on a little bit, um, is uh, you caring about like the whole person. Um, so anyone who's ever had you as a trainer or as a coach knows that you are always asking questions, not just about the person's fitness goals, right? Even mm-hmm. from back in 24-hour fitness days, um, first session with me, you had me tearing up because you were asking me about myself uh, my life, how was I sleeping, um, things outside of like just the, the fitness realm, not just saying like, okay, what do you want to work on? You want to lose weight? Okay. I'll get you there. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's not something that's taught, right? That wasn't in the NASM textbook for you to care about people. So where did that kind of come from as far as you wanting to, you know, help the whole person, and then maybe how has that evolved? Has that become harder the more members there are? Is it something that's still very important to you? Um, maybe you can touch on um, kind of working on people's mindset as well as kind of a, a bigger goal of yours. Yeah, so yeah, that's an awesome question. And you know what? Um, like I said, like. It, when we first, when I first started doing this, it was, it was, I'd used fitness for everything, yeah. right? To, um, I used fitness for my anger. I used my fitness for sadness. I used my fitness for, for health. Uh, and, and any, anytime you're, you're passionate about getting something done, uh, having a goal, um, wanting to change yourself, normally I found I find that there's there's something deeper than that. There's a deeper connection, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're purely just trying to lose weight, just to lose weight, it's not gonna it's not gonna it, it, it can happen. And then you know what? Uh, I can do it. My my team can do it, but it's not gonna be permanent. Yeah. Right. It's not gonna be permanent. So so I ask these questions because I want to find the root of the problem. Right. Is and and if you if you understand where it's coming from, the energy towards the actions are just larger, right? You're like, I, I want to lose weight for my kids, right? I want to be there for my kids. I just don't want to watch. I want to hang out with them. I want to play with them, right? So you're like, okay, so let's do it. You ready to get crushed, <laughs> right? So it's really hard for 
for people to work that hard if it's purely just for weight loss or if it's purely just for aesthetic gains. There's there's more embedded to it. And I'm, I'm a huge believer in that because I lived it, right? What am I doing this for? I'm doing this because I need to prove everybody wrong. I need to prove my dad wrong. I need to prove my friends that they think I, I couldn't do it, right? Um, I want, and, and you know what? The, the hardest person to prove for, for, for me was me. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the first person you have to prove. You have to prove yourself first. And then, and then everything else is just side product. It's just side commentary. So, um, yeah, I, I get the passion for, for their mindset because it's, it's what drove me. And I'm, I'm going to be, if I take a bet, I, I, I'm, I'm sure everyone that comes in with a particular goal is not just going in to lose weight, to gain muscle, to have aesthetics, yeah. right? And if they are, great. But normally, I want to say 99% of the time, they're doing it for something much larger, much greater, right? Um, fitness is, is literally... The, the easiest part, I think, it's it's twenty percent of the work. Eighty percent is is their psychology, is 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 how they're wired. What why are they doing it, right? So hope that answers the question a little bit. Yeah, that was great. Um, talking about mindset, but now switching gears to asking about your mindset. Um, what's the biggest challenge you've had to overcome in your own mind? Oh, man. Oh, God. You know, uh, the biggest challenge for me, and it took me years, was, like I said, for, for, for the very, since I was 12, 13, I wanted to be independent. That was one of my largest things. And I did. You know, by the time I was 14, 15, I lived by myself, lived by myself. I did everything. I had my own car. I had my own job. Um, uh, I paid my own gas. I paid my own rent. Uh, and then, and then, and then I went, I, I, I got a scholarship. I did all that. Uh, parents didn't give me any money. Uh, geez, worked myself. I worked 40 hours a week, right? I took, I mean, even though I had a grant, um, I still, I still had to work. I still had to take loans. Right? I, I changed my major that many times. So you change your major that many times, you're paying out of pocket a little bit. Yeah. So, so I worked, and I and, and 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 I've always been pretty pretty independent. So, as far as that, that also carried over to to my business. Right? I was stubborn. I, I I thought I could do everything myself, and I did it for years and years and years, and. Uh, and you know what? <clears throat> you work so hard, you 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 don't even know what you're doing. At one point, right? Um, one of the guys that that really mentored me real well. His name is James Bristow. If you don't get a chance to meet him, amazing, amazing person. Uh, but he said somewhere along the lines of, "Dude, you work too much, but you work too little," right? And you know he did, he said this for months. <laughs> and of course, you, I was just like. Whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, you know, he would say it. He would, he would keep saying it. You, you work too little, bro. Right? Um, 
and uh, so the, the biggest obstacle for me is is not it is is uh, understanding that I can't do everything myself. Right, I need to stop doing everything myself. I need to be curious again to learn how to work with people. Right, I can't clean the gym by myself. I can't do the emails by myself. I can't do coaching all the classes by myself. Um, so the biggest challenge was was telling myself that I that I'm not everything, right? That I can't do everything, nor I want to do everything, right? There's people there's people that want to help. There's there's I'm not the only one that wants to help people. That was one of the biggest challenges for me, right? Thinking that there were some amazing people. And the moment the moment I did that, the moment I started to open my eyeballs. And like, just start seeing the goodness in people. I was like, okay, yeah, this guy wants to, to do what I'm doing. Not, not because for the money, it's just because for the cause, to bring happiness and joy to people, right? Um, and then it, you throw your guard down just for, that, just for that moment. And you realize there's so many opportunities. Got to meet guys like Nick, right? Madison, Mike. Suido, Peter, Coy, all of these guys, right? Um, James, and man, they're just, there's, there's amazing people. There's, there's just, they're amazing people, period. And um, that's the biggest mindset thing for me. I don't have to do it myself. And, um, and there's, there's, there's some really, really good people in the world. And you have to believe that. And I, and, and, and I still do that almost yeah. to a fault. I do that to everything. And, and, and sometimes you have to call it out. Like you can, I think we shared a story. We were watching a, a, a serial killer movie and I was like, he's probably a good guy. Right. <laughs> and you're like, no, he's not a good guy, but it's, it's, um, it's got to a point where I think there's good on everything. Right. Um, and it's just a healthy way to look at the world for me. Yeah, I, you've gotten yeah. better at that. I've seen seen the evolution of that in you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh you know, it's a if you look at it the other way, where if every everybody is out to get you and and um no one is good, it's it just drains your energy, just drains your soul, it just drains your happiness. Right? Yeah. Um but if you look at it the other way right positivity happiness it's nice right stress the stress just like kind of just it just starts to go away right um you think clearer you're more creative uh you can help more people if you think it that way um not i'm not saying to just just don't be dumb right <laughs> be dumb and, and, and get yourself hurt be cautious but make sure there's always, uh, I tell myself, there's, there's always something nice about something, right? There's something positive to take in. I'm learning something from this. Yeah. Right? There's something great about this person. Even though he's yelling at me right now, right? There's love behind it. Right? There's love behind it. I got to unlock it somehow. So I just got to be patient and then just listen and talk. And that's where you get it. Yeah. Okay, last question. So right now the gym is 
closed and we're in quarantine. Mm -hmm. What has been, two-part question to wrap things up. What has been the hardest part about having uh, the gym closed? And then the last part of that question is then what has been some kind of unexpected positives that have maybe come out of this situation? Oh, God. Um, you know what? The, the hardest part for me is uh, I did, didn't even realize it. I thought working was um, a huge stress of mine for a long time, but it's actually a huge uh, stress relief for me. And it's because I get to deal with people. I, I like to work with people. I like to be in front of people. It doesn't matter who it is. I, it, could be, it could be a kid. It could be the grocery clerk. I need to be in front of someone that I can help them, yeah. right? I'm a huge introvert. But what fills my cup even more is being able to just, like, listen to someone. What, it doesn't matter what it is. If I can just listen to them. And if they give me a few words, sweet. Right, so that's the hardest. That was the hardest for me uh, because I didn't have that outlet, right? Um, Can I tell a story about that? Sure, yeah. <laughs> so we needed some help with our backyard, and mm -hmm. so we had uh, our good friend and longtime gardener, Michael, come over mm -hmm. um, to help us out. And you have never really chatted with him before, nope. um, ever. Just my mom and I have. Um, and so I could just tell that you were missing people this day because you came outside, you like introduced yourself to him, even though like I've known him for years, but you were like, what's going on? How are you? Like, what have you been yeah. up to? Have you been working out? What's, uh, what's work like and that turned into like an hour-long conversation yep. and and it was it was just great because I was like okay this is good this is what you you really needed that mm -hmm. um that day so that was just yeah I can tell that you just really miss people and you mm -hmm. you're just ready to like chit chat with anyone which I love so right. yeah that was great yeah um so. so making some new connections I guess, um, yeah. is happening during this time. But yeah, let's talk about some of kind of the other positives that have come out of being at home. So so another positive consequence is um, I realize I can I can still get a lot done at, at home. Yeah. Right? Um, if you know anything about me, I'll, I'll, I'll go in at 4 and I'll leave at 7.30 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. sometimes in, in the past. Uh, so... But I, I realize I can still get a lot of stuff done, right? Um, I can still get a lot of meetings in. That's, so that's one. Another thing is uh, I get to spend time with my wife, right? <laughs> I get to, I'm doing this. This is something that we, um, we, we don't do as much, but, but we get to do it, yeah. right? Uh, and I enjoy it. I enjoy it. So I'm also spending time with my son right like little things man and, and you learn things you think you're learning things from from adults you can learn things from kids mm -hmm. right uh i was working just yesterday i was just finishing up a blog right i was doing some edits on some blog and uh he grabbed my hand and he was like down just go down 
right? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? He, so he wanted me to crawl down. So I, I crawled down, and then and then he started acting like a dinosaur. <laughs> he was just a dinosaur. So I was like, all right, we're di- we're dead. We're dinosauring it up, <laughs> right? Um, so we're doing that for for ten twenty minutes, and then and you know what? He's a he relaxes after that. Like he just wanted a little bit of time with with dad, just yep. come down and hang out, and uh, I felt great. Yeah, because he was great, right? And 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 you know what? For me, I didn't realize that because I didn't have that connection. I didn't have that connection, so I'm I'm seeing how some of these um, problems we face. There's there's a lot of cool things that happen, right? So so being able to connect with my son, my family is huge, right? Uh, it's also given me another opportunity to learn. Yeah, I'm learning so much. Uh, I've been, man. I, I I'm one of those those guys that that probably doesn't read a book uh, more than once a year, right? And and in throughout this process, I think I've almost twenty books, right? Twenty books in like twenty or more. I'm, I'm I'm looking at documentaries. I'm, I'm reading YouTube's. Uh, listening to podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm doing meetings with my team. My team is doing the same thing. They're just as hungry as I am. And I didn't, I mean, uh, it's it's really, really amazing. So I'm seeing this happen. So, uh, and you know, we're ready. We're ready as soon as it opens up. I'm super excited uh, to, to to go back out there and, and talk to people, listen to people, change people's lives. Um, but more importantly, I'm just, I just need to throw some weight around. I haven't I haven't done any weights. I have dumbbells, just like just like everybody else, because I wanted to feel if I can stay in good shape with just dumbbells. Yep. So so I haven't touched a barbell for, for almost a month and a half. But yeah, I'm excited.